evening, everyone. So I'll call the regular town council meeting of November 14th to order at uh, 5 p.m. And we have uh, quite an audience here for those that are on uh, teams or wherever councillors Boychuk and Shannon are tonight. So we have a, an agenda in front of us. Um, are there any additions or deletions? Yes, Your Worship, there is one from the administration, please. Under section 14.3, closed session, we have an item advice to officials. Advice from officials, please. Okay, thank you. So would someone care to move the adoption of the agenda as amended? Councillor Good, all those in favor? Aye. In favor, aye. Okay, thank you, it is carried. Um, in front of us, we also have the minutes of the October 24th regular council meeting. So you've had a chance to review those minutes. Are there any um, edits? If not, would someone care to move the acceptance of uh, those minutes? I can move that. Okay, Councillor Shannon, thank you. All those in favor of that motion? Aye. Aye. <laughs> thank you, it is carried. Okay. Then we have the minutes of the October 24th, uh, 2022 organizational meeting. Again, are there any edits? Okay, would someone here to move the acceptance of those minutes? Uh, Deputy Mayor uh, Ford, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. Um, CAO Miller, do we have any public hearings? None so, Thank you. Okay, so now we get to the good part of the program. So we have a presentation, and um, this is a uh, 30 years of fire service bar to our uh, uh, captain and chief uh, Tim Harris. So, Mr. Harris, uh, maybe you could come up in here, and I'll get over there as well. And can you hand that to me afterwards? Yes. addressing you formally as Chief Harris, uh, Captain Harris, Tim, whatever is, whatever's going tonight. Well, um, Chief Harris has uh, served Peace Server for I think over 30 years, maybe even over 30, 32 years, and he has uh, worked and um, worked rather hard actually to um, join Peace River Fire Department with part of Northern Lights uh, Fire Department over the course of years. And I think that's been um, advantageous for both our uh, municipalities. Northern Sunrise up the hill, occasionally we have uh, shared services with them. And Tim has had a lot of the um, background work in making sure that those services are available and work for everyone. 
So Tim, I, I know uh, you've uh, spent a lot of time probably on courses, away from your family, trying to train some of these youngsters that are in the audience here. And it looks like, uh, well, some of them I, I've known for, I don't know, probably almost 30 years myself. So um, I, I'm glad you've done a very good job with them as well. <laughs> so um, first of all, we have this uh, very nice panel here. Okay, so this one is going to go on the top of this 20-year pin, and I think uh, probably in Alberta it's a little hard to get to the 30-year mark quite often. Like I'm not, sh he's probably a limited um, number of uh, people that do get to that mark. Put it that way. I think we should try and take it out of here, but I don't want to wreck the thing. He doesn't want me to wreck it, so we can leave it in the box. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations, and thank you very much for all of your work in the past here. I guess, and uh, managing a few things sometimes that you would rather have had him manage or him be there and do. Maybe the fire people that are here, maybe they could come up and we could get at least one picture here, and I think maybe there'll be other opportunities, but uh, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
present and future. And looking forward to 30 years with some of you guys. How's that? <laughs> so thanks again, Tim. Thank you very much. Thank you. out the door. Um, we also just received notification in the last day or so that um, Tim will be one of the recipients of the Queen Elizabeth II Platinum Jubilee um, Medal. So he'll be getting that later this month and again it's for service uh, that's well deserved. I don't know, he was nominated and uh, then chosen and so he'll be receiving another medal to wear. So very good. You don't have to stay for the rest. section of the agenda on bylaws and we are considering bylaw uh, 2122 the land use bylaw amendment a communications tower topic and Ms. Bowie lead us through good evening everyone so I have before you uh, bylaw number 21 2022 which is a communication tower amendment to our land use bylaw. Uh, administration has brought this forward to council because we have realized, having received some inquiries from a telecommunication company, that our current land use bylaw <coughs> is not consistent with our legislative authority under the Municipal Government Act. Communication towers are our federal jurisdiction, and because of that, uh, our bylaw treats them the way we, we would treat any other development within the town, where predominantly we are the development authority, but in this case, it is a specific type of development that's outside of our authority. So we have an amendment to the bylaw that would make what our bylaw is directing staff to do consistent with our authority. Uh, as I have said, communication towers are under the jurisdiction of the Government of Canada, and since 2014, 
Uh, the federal government has provided some additional direction to municipalities for how to deal with communication tower inquiries. And they have directed the companies to engage in a process and have encouraged the municipalities to support that process for how to, to deal with these so that when a communication tower is proposed, the municipality's concerns are known and considered and taken into consideration for the actual siting of a tower. But ultimately, the authority lies with the federal government. And they ask the, the companies, or direct telecommunication companies, to obtain concurrence in writing. So they're asking for a letter of support from the municipality. And that's what our new bylaw will direct us to do. Uh, our current land use bylaw treats communication towers as a discretionary use in two of our land use districts, being the Community Development District and the Ag Urban Reserve District. Those lands are predominantly our green spaces or our hills, uh, which are geotechnically complicated to, to um, develop in, and therefore not necessarily the optimal spots for us to actually direct communication towers towards. Uh, and also the way it's set up, it, it is setting us up to issue a development permit, which as I've said, is not within our authority for this type of development. So the new bylaw, number 2022, the amendment, doesn't specifically list communication tower in any district, but it does give staff direction with respect to how, uh, to whether or not we would issue a statement of concurrence and what sort of process we would require of the communication company before issuing that statement. What information that they would require, what sort of public consultation we would ask for, and also give some direction for where we would prefer a tower located and where we're directing the, our preference to be is shown on figure two, which is our industrial districts, as well as if it's possible to co-locate with a building that is tall and they can mount the tower onto that building, possibly those buildings as well. So we have buildings that are greater than 12 meters in height, uh, of which there are 39 within our community, and our industrial districts as our areas of preference. But as we have said, that doesn't mean that the communication tower is limited to those locations because we can't restrict ultimately where communication communication tower goes, but we can certainly provide direction to those companies. Mm. So we prepare this draft. It has been before the MPC, uh, as well as before council at the last governance and priorities meeting. And we are here today to seek first reading. By providing first reading, that will allow us to schedule a public hearing and advertise that. Uh, prior to any further readings, and it also moves us towards the process of the land use battle reflecting the town's actual authority and role with respect to communication tower processes. Council's other option would be to decline first reading, which would maintain our current land use bylaw with respect to communication tower developments, leaving us with inconsistencies in authority and ambiguity around preferred locations. So it is staff's recommendation that council move forward with first reading of bylaw number 2122. I can take any questions council may have. So I've got one. So it mentions um, these buildings that are over, what was it, 12 meters high. So just because a building's 12 meters high in one of these areas, just it's not an automatic yes, you can do it, or is it? No, it wouldn't be automatic because with no matter what, we would still be asking for public consultation and we'd be giving other, um, taking other things into consideration. So the first, I'm just flipping to the actual draft bylaw. Um, 
the citing the first section um, under citing of communication towers talks about a lot of different factors that we would want to consider and definitely we're not just thinking okay it's 12 meters high or more and therefore you can put it there there's other considerations in terms of how close it is to residential and um, and what the geography of the area is that sort of thing so it's certainly one of the spots we would point to but we would give the community also opportunities to provide feedback on that location it just means that there's less of an impact because there's already a high building so if you're if the tower is not necessarily much higher then it creates less of an impact on the surrounding area so if, they, if it was a certain location and all the neighbors objected would it still go ahead it may uh, the federal government the telecommunication company requires the landowner to also support it so for instance if um, the provincial building was the chosen location and the town uh, was not supportive but the provincial government was ultimately we could issue a statement of non-concurrence and they could choose to ignore it that is not typically the case based on the information that the federal government provides that is it's very few opportunities where the municipality and the communication tower company don't come to a place where they are mutually agreeable about the location of the tower but in theory it could happen and as long as the the landowner in question was supportive and the federal government was supportive then it would be outside of the town's hands okay uh, councillors any further questions before we perhaps move forward on this Okay, would someone um, care to uh, move to first reading on bylaw 2122, communication tower amendment to the land use bylaw number 1891? Councillor Scanlhorn, okay. Um, now this then goes to publication and then eventually maybe second reading and so on, right? Okay, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. It is carried. Thank you, Ms. Moline. Thank you. Okay, now we have another <coughs> item, and this one is the um, bylaw 2123 repeal of bylaw 1806, the Peace River Museum Board. And Mrs. Bell is here to lead us through this one. Thank you, Your Worship. <clears throat> this report before Council is a uh, next steps action in relation to a discussion uh, and a motion of Council from the regular meeting of October 24th. At that time, Council considered the, re the uh, dissolution of the museum board as a next step to realign the board's mandate with the Community Services Board. So this is sort of a cleanup process to repeal the actual museum, Peace River Museum Board Bylaw, number 1806, through the um, placement of Bylaw 2123, which would repeal that particular bylaw. Council's options in regards to this particular item is to maintain the bylaw as is, um, possibly for future reenactment of a board, for option two is to proceed forward this evening with 
first, second, and third reading of bylaw 21-23 to repeal the Peace River Museum Board Bylaw 1806. Okay, any questions on this before we <coughs> move forward? Okay, would someone care to um, move to or, or to give first reading of this bylaw 21-23, which repeals the Peace River Museum Board Bylaw 1806? Councillor Good does. Any any discussion? Okay, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Um, and so carried. Uh, and uh, then, uh, if someone would care to give uh, <coughs> move to give second reading. Uh, thank you, Councillor Scammerhorn. Moves that council give second reading to bylaw at 21-23. Any discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. It is carried. <coughs> so before we go to third reading, perhaps, we would need a motion. Um, a motion to, to place the, uh, the wording I'm looking at here is a little different. Okay, so we're moving to place this uh, bylaw for third reading. I've got the motion in front of me. Uh, Deputy Mayor Ford does. And all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, it's unanimous. So would someone, is there any further discussion? Would someone care to move that council give third reading to bylaw 2123? <coughs> uh, Councillor Carr does. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. It is carried. Okay, thank you, Mrs. <coughs> Bell. Thank you. And now the next one we have is, okay, um, we have a bylaw 2124, which is an amendment to bylaw number 1598, the development authority bylaw, and Ms. Modi is back up. Yes, thank you. Uh, so bylaw 2124 is an amendment to our development authority bylaw. Uh, we have had a concern from a resident that requires the development officer to exercise authority under section 542 of the Municipal Government Act that would allow us to go onto a property after having given reasonable notice to carry out an inspection. Um, realizing that we need to do this, we double-checked our authority to make sure that we were in, uh, in good stead and realized that we needed to tweak our development authority bylaws to make sure that we had all the the I's dotted and the T's crossed. So we have an amendment before you that just ensures that we, and by we I mean the development officer, can act uh, under section 542 of the MGA to carry out an inspection. Uh, the language comes direct from our solicitor to make sure that we are exactly acting within our authority and meeting the requirements of the legislation. We'll take any questions the council may have. What sort of inspection would you be doing? Like, what are you looking for? Fire, the building code, or what, what are you inspecting? I don't want to get too much into the specifics of the inspection, but this would be, in this case, would be to go on to a property to take a look to see if they are compliant or non compliant with the land use bylaw. So it would be development related. Okay. And the term designated. Um, Officer, 
you want to expand on designated officer? Uh, just an official? It is the language that the Municipal Government Act uses, and unfortunately, the way our development officer or development authority bylaw was drafted, that language wasn't overlapping uh, perfectly enough to ensure that if we went before the courts, that it would hold up at, at that location. Okay. Um, any uh, further discussion? <clears throat> okay. Would someone care to move that council give first reading to bylaw 2124, which amends bylaw number 1598, establishing a development authority for the town of Peace River? I can do that. Okay, Councillor Shannon. Uh, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. It is carried. Would someone, Councillor Goodcrafts, give a move that Council give second reading to bylaw 2124? Councillor Good so moves. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Well, it is carried. Okay, would a Councillor uh, move to place uh, bylaw number 2124 that amends bylaw 1598 to establish a development authority for the town of Peace River that it be placed for third reading? Deputy Mayor, Deputy Mayor Ford does that. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. It is carried unanimously. Um, now we have, uh, well, any last minute questions? <laughs> and we would like uh, Councillor Graps to move that Council give three, third reading to bylaw 2124. Uh, Councillor Carr so moves. All those in favor? Aye. Councillor Boychuk? Aye. <laughs> it is carried. Thank you. Okay, and thank you, Ms. Modi. Thank you very much. Okay, unfinished business. We don't appear to have any. Um, new business. Appointment of um, the 2022 financial auditors. And we have um, Mr. Mugford, the Director of Corporate Services. Good evening, Madam Mayor. Um, <clears throat> as the report states, uh, in 2018, the town went up for proposal for its annual year in audit service. Um, MMP was the successful, uh, they had the successful proposal at that time was for a four-year uh, term. So that expired with the 2021 year end. Um, we are recommending, or administration is recommending, uh, that we appoint MMP as an auditor for the 2022 year end. Uh, with the intention to go for a proposal next year uh, and uh, a large factor in that decision is turnover within administration um, so we want to maintain that continuity this year to ensure that knowledge is transferred the audit is completed efficiently okay. so anytime a, an auditor is first year it usually takes longer for them to figure out a few things and how the municipality <laughs> works right absolutely yeah. Okay, and we do need our 2022 um, finances audited. So, councillors, any questions? Deputy, or, uh, Councillor Scanlon? So this is just for one year and then potential for doing it like an RFP style in subsequent years then? That's correct, we'll go to RFP next year um, and that tests the market, ensures the, 
the, uh, the bid is reasonable and uh, then make a decision based on the proposals that come in at that point. Any further questions? Do you want to also make a motion? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll move uh, option one to appoint MNP as auditor for the 2022 year end. Thank you. Any further questions? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? Aye. Aye. Okay, it is carried. Thank you, and thank you, Mr. Mugford. And you're still up, apparently, here for a community organization property tax exemption request. Yeah, thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, so this is, this is an annual request. Um, this year there's three, uh, three organizations that have requested having properties added to the, the role. Reviewed their applications and found that they're meeting the criteria as set forth by the provincial government. Um, so we're recommending they be included. Um, also, a note for the past couple of years, we've um, like two years ago, we we basically set the organizations requested them to renew next year. Last year again for next year. So this will put all of the applicants in line for renewal for next year. Um, at that point, we're. We're intending to, over the winter and in the early spring, um, review the, the criteria set forth to ensure that, um, you know, we're doing everything on, on our end as administration to ensure that those applicants meet, meet the standards. Um, things such as, you know, uh, ensuring all applica applicants are in good standing, um, reviewed financial statements, those types of criteria. Uh, again, in my, in my, Role here. I did that for these three applicants, but uh, you know we want to make sure that we're consistent with all applicants in the future, and so that's what we'll be looking for. Thank you. So, councillors, any questions? Would someone care to move forward with a motion? Councillor Good. I'll move the council grant property tax exemption to the Peace River Art Club, Sagatawa Friendship Center, and Peace River Child Care Association. Okay. Thank you. Any further discussion? Okay. All those in favor of Mr. Good's motion? Aye. Aye. It is carried. Thank you very much. Thank you. Look forward to the discussion forthcoming about the whole topic. Okay, the next item in our minutes or agenda, reports, uh, or no, the 2023 budget. We have a revised schedule proposal. And um, uh, CAO Miller would address this. Thank you, Your Worship. So <clears throat> this is just a proposed um, change to the earlier proposed budget dates and discussions that were brought forward to council prior to my joining the organization. And um, the reason why obviously we're asking or we're delaying some of the presentations is to give myself and um, our new director corporate services ample time to you know become familiar with the budget and make sure that we're comfortable bringing it forward. So um, when you look at the proposed schedule, I do have a November 21st was tentatively scheduled as a council meeting to begin with. So I would just like to propose that we have a bit of a CAO council closed session just so I can talk high level things um, and get to know 
get to know you and, and what you're looking for moving forward and some just some advice and direction for me. Then on November 28th, we're going to be bringing forward uh, the 2023 capital budget. The capital budget does have to be adopted by January or December 31st, where the operating budget, we do have an option to do an interim and then and then um, adopt it, have it adopted in the new year. So we're just reviewing the capital budget and we're going to bring that forward for Council's uh, initial review on November 28th. Then on December 5th of the governance and priorities meeting, we plan to present the <clears throat> utility budget, new utility rates, and new user fees. So council changed the um, philosophy or how the water rates were being um, charged out it last, uh, earlier in the year. And I understand that utilities, you know, water uh, utilities should be self-funded. So it's our intention to break up the budgets outside of tax supported. So we'll present utility budget and then we'll present tax supported budget with the idea the utility budget should be self funded and it gives you a really clear picture. So, um, and then with that, typically utility rates would go up on January 1 every year. So we're trying to get in line with the budget process, bringing forward the new utility rate um, suggestions for council to look at and also user fees. So we need to try to get our schedule of fees in alignment with the January 1 start and follow through the four-year budget process. So that will be the discussion December 5th and then on December 12th, um, we plan to do the presentation, the final presentation of the 2023 capital budget and the capital plan, five-year capital plan and then the utility budgets for adoption. So those will be in place and then we'll be seeking a interim tax supported um, motion to get us going into the new year. And then December 19th, we're just placeholding if we need that um, date in the event. Things don't move smoothly as we intend. And then early in January, we'll be bringing forward the 2023 operating budget or at some point in January, I don't want to commit too soon because we want to get a good look and I want to feel comfortable bringing that budget forward and I want to have a good understanding of what council's priorities are. So the intention is before the end of January, we will be bringing forward the tax supported budget for adoption and the 2024 to 26 operating plans. And that's so uh, with uh, having the capital uh, budget approved basically by the end of December, that then means that tenders could go out if there are tenders to uh, go forth? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Councillors, do you have any questions on this uh, schedule? And realizing it is your budget discussion time, this is it. So get the pens and the brains working and off we'll go. Okay, uh, Councillor Shannon or Councillor Boychuk, any questions on the schedule? No, those dates are fine. Pardon me? I'm good. You're good? Okay. I said the dates were fine, I'm good. Great. Mr. Boychuk? No questions for me at this time. <laughs> okay, um, so maybe we could have a Councillor move that Council accept the briefing note with respect to the budget discussion dates for information, uh, Councillor Scamahorn so moves. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. 
It is carried, thank you. Next up, we have uh, hmm, reports. We apparently have none today. Now we have information item one, the November 7th Governance and Priorities Committee meeting minutes, the draft minutes. So, uh, anybody? You, so uh, maybe uh, Mrs. Miller, uh, these are included in here just instead of waiting until the next GNP meeting or other reasons? Correct. <clears throat> so in the future, especially when there was a couple of you that were not able to attend that meeting, but in the future you will see the um, minutes for information just to kind of get it out to the public as well because it's a full month before we have another GMP meeting. So the draft will just go out in form and then they'll be adopted at the next GMP meeting. Okay, thank you. Um, let's see where we are now. Okay, then the next item is the Peace River Curlings Club's 80th anniversary bond spiel presentation or invitation. And um, this uh, item is here basically to enable me to have my past attendance approved. <clears throat> so that's the purpose of it. By the way, there was about, um, they said they had 22 teams. Um, the Ford family was recognized for their contributions to the curling clubs in the past, uh, well, almost 80 years. Good 40 now. Yeah. Anyway, that. Uh, they had all sorts of uh, pictures so if anybody in the, the town has ever curled, you might have a relative that was in pictures someplace in the club that evening. It was a, a good do, and um, they were carrying on. They were also fundraising for uh, an item I understand they think will cost about $70,000, and it has something something to do with the, putting the ice in at the end of the, the headers. Yeah, so they're fundraising for that. So would anyone care to... Um, Put forth a motion enabling Mayor Manser to attend the Peace River Curling Club 80th anniversary bond spiel in summer. And the reason it's on in hindsight is we didn't get the invitation until after the last meeting. That's the way it worked. So. Guess you didn't go. Apparently not. I'll, I'll send you there, Retro. Okay, thank you. Very well written speech, too. Mm -hmm. um, okay, uh, all those in favor of. Motion. Aye. Aye. It is carried. Thank you. Next item up um, notice of motion. Uh, Mrs. Miller, do we have such? Yes, I do, Your Worship. Thank you. Um, I received notice of motion from Deputy Mayor Ford. I have two of them. First notice is for administration to amend the mayor and council remuneration policy to have all timesheets and expense forms posted publicly, monthly, online. And the second notice of motion is to bring back guidelines on council remuneration policy, all meetings, conventions, etc., to be paid and to be included in the remuneration. Um, to come back for debate and council discussion. Set down a full motion. A full motion. Oh, like am I supposed to read, i.e., all open houses and fights? Yeah, like just so that. Uh, sorry, just so that uh, 
like the examples there as far as uh, attending the fire department open house such gotcha yeah should be part of base I'm thinking should be part of base salary right. rather than putting time in for it but it gives administration the opportunity to reach out to other municipalities just to see how they do things and then bring it back to council for discussion yes. Thank you. so those are the two motions okay so they'll come up at a future council meeting yeah. yes okay thank you okay comments from the public Okay. Um, key communication items. Ms. Bouchard. Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, so for key communication items, first and foremost, I have the 30 Years of Service Award. Uh, I think it's notable to share so the rest of the community can celebrate with us in that. Um, then I have the bylaw number 2122 Communication Tower Amendment to the Land Use Bylaw. Uh, then the repealment of, of the museum board bylaw number 1806 and then finally the revised budget discussion dates so for anyone interested in joining us on the open uh, discussion and providing comments when appropriate they can with any other suggestions from council well I, I know we still have another meeting I think um, but December 1st open house for council is going to come up rather quickly so I guess the more times we can spread the word better anybody else got thoughts on yes just with uh, Chief Harris is uh, a compliment I do believe Mayor Mazur mentioned the Jubilee Award as well Queen's Jubilee Award yes yeah I can share that as well thank you anything else okay um, then I uh, suggest we take a um, 10 minute break and or no how about five minutes can we 10 five minute break and we'll come back and then we'll be going into closed session